Good morning, everybody. Tanner Pfeiffer here at Pfeiffer Football, Tanner Pfeiffer NFL on Twitter. Welcome to the official NFL Rumors podcast, joined here by NFL Rumors and special guest Spoon of Zeke. How are you doing, man? Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Yeah, it's our it's our pleasure, man. Our honored to have you. Um, yeah, we're a few weeks into this podcast, trying to get it taken off a little bit, and we're glad to have some guests on very early in the show. NFL Rumors, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm just excited to have Zeke. I've been a longtime fan of his account, uh, you know, uh, the, in the way he uh, takes care of people there and uh, boost helps people down from the littlest to the biggest accounts. Uh, I've just been, always been a big fan, and uh, he's uh, one of those kind guys, too, you know what I mean, that, you know, I really – I really like, you know, because when you look at things, uh, I know Zeke probably can talk about this a little bit. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of people definitely want to get started uh, doing that. They're big, you know, they, they're just looking for an avenue, right? They're just looking for an avenue to get started. And, you know, they're just looking for some help. And uh, a lot of people don't get that help. And Tanner, you can, you can, you know, uh, look at that too, is, you know, some, uh, you know, we can reach out to a lot of people and, you know, uh, sometimes uh, we get that help and sometimes we don't. But when you got somebody yeah. that will help you, uh, that is huge. And I think Zeke does a really good job with that and tries to get people's accounts really going well and uh, getting out there. So, uh, Zeke, I'm, I'm going to just intro this to, to start uh, so you can talk, talk to the guys about a little bit about what you do. Yeah, uh, I appreciate uh, the kind words. I mean, that's a, I got to, you know, stand up to that. Um, so, yeah, I've seen NFL Rumors since I started. Um, I've seen it as a big account, always been, like, very interested in how you guys get so much engagement. Um, but I didn't have, like, a network or anything promoting me. I just had myself. Um, didn't really have too much, just had a phone and just decided to start talking to people. And one of the things I found was the fallback is a very strong method on Twitter. And when I looked up, when I got to 10K, I saw that I can connect all these people. And I just took a shot and just kept trying every single day. And um, for me, I had to grind to 10K. And for me, it was like, I don't want to be able to provide a different way. Um, so I always like to focus on the small accounts because, you know, a lot of times you're just shouting into the ether and you really have no idea, you know, how to reach out to people and stuff. So like a 55K account just shouting out a under 100 follower account, like I can get them to like 200, 300 in a day. And it's just like awesome to see. So I always get that excitement because I never forgot what it was like to be a small account. Um, and I'm always grinding out there like everyone else. You know, everything I teach everybody is what I do every single day. And uh, just wanted to give people chances and opportunities and just give hope. Um, I started during the pandemic. It was a very dark time and I really wanted to just give some hope to somebody. And I found out through a like, a retweet, a follow and a, a comment, I can give some good feelings to a lot of people very fast. So that's kind of how my account's taken off. Uh, but I appreciate the kind words. I, I've been a fan of yours as well. Okay, great, great. One of the things I want to say, another shout out that uh, somebody account that works with Zeke is Debbie Wheeler. Uh, I want to give her a shout out. Like she does some great things like in the community. She does some really great things about getting, uh, you know, like right now just working on some Christmas presents and stuff like that for people. Uh, that's unfortunate. I think that's awesome. You know what I mean? During this holiday time. Oh man, Mama Deb, she's uh, someone that I've known for a very long time. I found her at under 600 followers and uh, just taught her my methods and she just, 
you know, she's a very kind woman and um, she's always trying to be very kind. We just had a Toys for Todd drive for her. It was like $6,100. Wow. And she just like goes and buys all these presents for all these kids. And um, me and WagerWire, we made a donation to her because we knew that we were going to be able to help a lot of kids on Christmas. So, you know, she's just another person in the community that I support a lot. Um, she's very kind and um, everybody, well, for me, she's Mama Deb to me, but everybody knows her as Debbie. But yeah, she's she's someone to uh, definitely take notice in the community. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Guys, if you if you are just starting your Twitter and you want to kind of get into doing some things, whether it's like sports, talking about your favorite team, maybe having your own favorite page uh, or just, uh, you know, or anything, you know what I mean, on Twitter just to grow, you need to check Zeke out. You know what I mean? He, he does some great things. You need to check him out. He, you know, he, he, he'll definitely help you, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he'll just ask for you to courtesy, just like anybody else that, you know, uh, some of the things that, you know, he'll have for you to do. But if you follow what he does, you know, your, your account can grow. There are so many people that have taken that chance with me and they've uh, had their Twitter lives changed. So, yeah, I truly appreciate the recommendation for everybody. Um, so, yeah, just thank you so much. Very welcome. Tanner, let's get into talking about the Raiders. The Raiders. Man, let's get into this, uh, our reaction from Thursday Night Football, the Raiders versus Rams. Um, <clears throat> I can instantly say that I know the Raiders were controlling the flow of that game all the way through half of the fourth quarter, you know. Um, I think the Rams had what like eight nine minute drive to to score to make it like sixteen to ten, uh, something like that. And, um, and then it was kind of it was all Rams from there. The momentum totally changed. And uh, I think Ob, I'm sorry, uh, I saw some comments earlier, so I almost said OBJ. Uh, no, Baker Mayfield kind of had this little spark that this Rams offense needed, um, and less he only had one practice with this team, and he provided a lot. Uh, so it's just kind of crazy. What are, what are your thoughts, Zeke, on like what you saw from from Baker Mayfield in one practice session? Like, what do you see in the future now? So I'll be completely honest. Um, I've been on a little bit of a boycott with Thursday Night Football because the game. Yeah, don't blame you. <laughs> the worst games ever. Like, I'm not gonna lie. When I see those like TikToks of like, oh my man's so excited for Thursday Night Football, I'm like, I think that he's lying. You know, I'm not yeah, really sure yeah. what's going on there. Um, but just reading at the stats and looking at everything, I mean, the Raiders have had a very, very tough season. They've been able to lean on Josh Jacobs to be able to kind of be that bell cow, that offensive weapon, because, you know, Waller's out. Um, yep. So for me, is like the Raiders leading the entire game and then losing at the end. It's kind of like a pattern that we see. I mean, they broke champagne in the third quarter and blew that game. So, yeah. Um, for me, is like the Raiders really need to learn how to close it out. The Rams got really lucky because this season has been just very, very bad for them. But winning against the Raiders, going to 4-9, it's better than 3-10. and 10. So they're just trying to, like, just save the season, basically. You know, I, I saw a statistic where <laughs> this is the fourth loss this season by the Raiders when leading 13-plus points after halftime. Um, and that's the most in NFL history, I think. And, and I honestly think, I mean, Josh McDaniel's time there, he's just, it's its done. Um, whether they're going to finish the season with him or not, I don't know. I mean, they likely will because they're just not a successful franchise, in my opinion. But 
Um, yeah, four four games this year alone where they've blown 13-point leads. So it's just not looking good in Las Vegas um, and Josh McDaniels. So NFL rumors, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, so, you know, I thought the Raiders, honestly, I thought that they were going to win this game. Early on, Devontae Adams had some huge catches. Had yeah, one-handed great catch from uh, against Jalen Ramsey. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was an amazing catch. You know, he had his hand over his eyes and he would just reach out and got it with one hand. It's one of the best catches I've seen. And, uh, but, you know, Josh Jacobs, just like Zeke said, was the bell cow. You know, he got the ball. Yeah. They was running, running it down. And then, um, you know, uh, they just left the Rams alive, right? They let him get that, the, the bring it down to 16 to 10. I got to get Baker Mayfield. A lot of credit. He was only there two days. He didn't probably know much of the offense. They no. just tailored <laughs> some things to him that for his strengths. So they and he done a great job. I mean, you know, I don't know if we've seen anybody within two days do a good job like that. You know, coming in there and Baker Mayfield gets a lot of credits. You know, just because some of the things that, you know, maybe he's done in the past and, you know, he, he gets excited and, the, the you know, in in the moment, as we see, he headbutted the player with the helmet on. And, but. Yeah, he's what, done that several times. Yeah. And one of the things I would say about Baker is, you know, he does got a competitive spirit, though, right? Like he gets excited and he, he wants to win. And he he took his team down at 98 yards and took them down the field to, uh, you know, to win the game. And yep. Richard Sherman even said, he's like, man, I was a critic when he got on the stage, you know, last night. And, uh, you know, much respect. So Baker Mayfield, like, earned a lot of respect last night of, of what he did, you know. And I was kind of – I was happy for Baker that he did because, you know, he, he, he's took a lot of criticism and, uh, you know, I think he done a really good job last night with the Rams. It, what this is for Baker Mayfield is next season, right? Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. He's going to be showing off the teams and uh, teams that need a quarterback. Right. And, you know, I'm sure that opened some eyes last night. One of the things after the game, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but, even though the Rams were the only team to put in a claim, they, they there was a couple teams that checked on him, meaning that they were just asking the Panthers about, like, how he was in the locker room and stuff. Because that's the worry of adding him to your locker room, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the worry. Because everybody knows that he does have some talent, for sure. But one of the things I will say after the game, this is kind of odd, right? It was. He was like, before the waiver wire was released, I actually bought tickets to L.A. because I know Sean McVay was a fan of mine. And that's funny you say that because um, they were saying on Thursday Night Football how, I guess, during the draft process and, like, on the way to the draft or something, him and Sean McVay were on the same plane. This was before he was selected first overall by the Browns. They were on the same plane for like three hours or over three hours. And him and Sean McVay ended up sitting next to each other somehow and, and just talked football the entire time. And apparently Sean McVay has been a fan of Baker Mayfield since before the draft. 
um, and liked his, his football smarts and everything. And he says that he thinks he's got a bad rep, you know, with everything that happened with the Browns and the Panthers. And obviously when you go to the Browns, you're not expected to be an offensive juggernaut. Um, and clearly that that's the case. They're not an offensive juggernaut. Uh, they have a good running game. That's it right now. And, um, He's never really had a mastermind offensive coordinator. He's never had that kind of system and a successful team, even though it's a bad year like the Rams are having. Uh, he, he's able to kind of show out and really showcase his talent. Like, he did that with 36 hours under his belt. Imagine what he can do with a whole week, two weeks, three weeks of practice. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of – it's really cool to see that. Yeah, and just – I want to just circle back just really quick about the Raiders – Okay. Uh, the Raiders, uh, you know, they they came into this game two day. They were just two games from missing the playoffs. So a win last night, they could have really put themselves in the mix of being in the playoffs. And but you know, I think when you when you look at that, I I think the Raiders have had some big struggles. They've been playing well late. And but I think the Raiders has got a, a little bit to go, you know, a little bit to go to see what they want to do with uh, see if they want to kind of stick with Josh and McDaniel and uh, or look at other things. Like I'm a Derek Carr fan. I'll be honest. I'm I really like Derek Carr. Uh, he's actually fourth in NFL history in yards, and he has seven different offensive coordinators since he's been in the NFL. That says a lot. That's actually kind of ridiculous. Zeke, what are your thoughts on, on Derek Carr? Are you a fan? Are you a fan of his play? Do you think there there needs to be a change or what? Well, um, you know, I do think that Derek Carr has the skill to be a top-end quarterback, like especially with that stat that you mentioned. Like, you know, you always hear about the, like, younger quarterbacks having different offensive coordinators, and that's always an excuse. But Derek Carr has really just, like, kept going. It's almost like Larry Fitzgerald getting 20,000 receiving yards with 20 different quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just um, doesn't make a lot of sense, but that speaks to, like, how good he is. I think he catches a lot of bad rap, but he is the leader in that locker room where he's like, put it on me, put it on my back. You know, I'm the quarterback. Um, I would want him on my team. I just think that in Las Vegas – I think they made the great move of getting Devontae Adams. That chemistry can't be, like, bought, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can only buy to put them next to each other. But I do think that Josh McDaniels needs to leave. I do not think that he is an actual um, head coach in the NFL. And the way that this season started, like, you know, I think they were, like, 0-4, 0-5, and now they're 5-8. and Like, you know, he did redeem himself in a way, but – the season was lost by the time he even like got his team together in a way. So um, I, I like Derek Carr. I think that um, they're going to move on from Josh McDaniels before they move on yeah. from Derek Carr, um, just because they spent so much money on Devontae Adams and they really would like to see that like be successful. It was successful like the first week, but now it's kind of like you know we see that he has a skill, but he's not getting the stats that we expect, like- especially in fantasy. DA right now. So Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are kind of like this every game. So I saw this this stat um, by Matt uh, Schneidman. He's a Packers uh, writer, I believe, for The Athletic. Yes, he is for The Athletic. Uh, Devontae Adams played 62 games for the Packers in the regular season and the playoffs from 2018 to 21. He caught less than four passes only once in those 62 games. Already this season, he's had less than four catches four times 
and all of those games have been losses. So, like, obviously not getting Devontae Adams the ball more than four times is, you know, making a difference. And like like you said, yeah, they, they want to see that connection for the future. They bought into this Derek Carr and Devontae Adams connection. So, obviously, yeah, I think he's going to be staying. And you're right. Um, Josh McDaniels is out before Derek Carr is. And that's going to be the, the change there. And what's nuts is last year they were doing better with Rich Passaccia, who is the Packers special teams coach now. Um, as their interim head coach, they were performing better than they were this year as when he took over. I think, and, Josh, uh, I think Josh McDaniels tries to be too much like Bill Belichick when he should really try and be like more like Sean McVay. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's a good point. Yeah. Like I think Sean McVay's like coaching tree has had more success as like NFL head coaches. Um, but I don't know what Bill Belichick like, or, there's, I don't know. If you, if you kind of like li- like read into like how things are done, he's like he's like demanding respect and not commanding respect. Everybody just kind of like respects Bill Belichick due to his track record. Josh McDaniels is a very good offensive coordinator, so he's respected by the offense. But like as a as like a, um, he's trying to flex his muscles over the team when he doesn't need to. Just be the guy that you're supposed to be. Like talking about Sean McVay. He's making Baker Mayfield look like he's really good after 36 hours in the playbook. That speaks more to Sean McVay than Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry. Like, I had hopes for Baker. But, like, think about it. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. He took Matthew Stafford to a winning Super Bowl. Now Matthew Stafford is going down, and he's, ap- he's able to game up a system where Baker can be successful out of, you know, like four years in Cleveland not being successful. So for me, it's like, you know, they can maybe sign Baker Mayfield for like a lower rate because he's been so bad. But I think we would see an explosion of him for next year. Um, but I don't think that that will translate to many other teams. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's like, oh, he's good with the Rams. Okay, well, let's take out Sean McVay and put you as a coach. You probably are not going to get the same results out of Baker Mayfield. That's exactly it. This is, this is Sean McVay's show. Uh, this, is, this is all Sean McVay. Like – you're seeing what he has, what he can do with quarterbacks. Like you said, he took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, and they were performing well that entire season. And, and uh, they did lose that Super Bowl, but then you know he took Matthew Stafford to a Super Bowl and won it uh, for the first time in his career. Um, this is this is just what Sean McVay can do with quarterbacks. You're right. Uh, real quick, what are your guys' thoughts on? Baker Mayfield staying with the Rams. Do you think they're going to try to keep him as maybe a future bridge? Because I know that Matthew Stafford is guaranteed $56 million if he stays on the roster for next season. So he's going to be staying through at least one more year. I think he could be a bridge, but you'd have to really, really talk to Baker Mayfield and let him know, hey, you know, this is a year that we could keep you on and mentor you and get your skills and then you hand you over the keys. I think it would be something like that. Yeah, and I, I don't know if Baker's going to be a fan of that, but, I mean, that could be something. If he wants to stay in a winning a winning environment like the Rams, he may have to sit for a year. What are your thoughts, Zeke? If I was Baker Mayfield, I would basically see that I'm taking the Aaron Rodgers route just delayed four years. Like, I had to go through – um, the minor leagues of the Cleveland Browns while I was there, and now I get to be in a winning program, why would I leave? 
if if I have a great connection with the coach and I'm willing to sign for a little bit less for this year to help out the team so that next year can be more successful when I come back on, then I'm all about that. Like, I think that this is the best situation for him. And especially, you just mentioned that story with Sean McVay. There are no other coaches that have that story with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you yeah. already – it's almost like a, a Mike McDaniel and Tua situation. You know what I'm saying? Just the guy that believes in you. Yeah. You're finally connected with him, and now you can go to that next level. I, if I was Baker, I would stay, be that bridge, let uh, Matt Stafford finish out what he's doing, and then I'll come in and take over. And I, and honestly, I'd be excited to have like Cooper Cup. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of yeah. not even people's shows. No offense to not even people's shows, but they're just like different levels to this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I was speaking with uh, Jordan Schultz last night, and he's saying how, I mean, sooner rather than later, he sees. Matthew Stafford retiring before he even finishes out his extension that he signed. Um, but someone else did join the chat and made sure we understood the point that Stafford is guaranteed like $56 million if he's on the roster through next season. So we got at least one more season of Stafford, um, which is fine. You know, I think he's a great quarterback, um, but he's, you know, he's in his mid thirties. He's made a lot of money and he's won a Super Bowl. I see him retiring before he, he plays out that extension. Hey, I want to bring up a great point that Zeke made. So he was talking about Baker Mayfield being with the Browns and other teams and, uh, you know, talking about him being in a, a good place with the Rams, right? And I totally agree. Even though the Panthers said that he was an upright citizen, he did everything right, he was amazing. Well, if he's that amazing, why did you take him down to the third spot at quarterback, right? Or and, practice defensive tackle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and another thing, uh, Steve Wilkes. I want to think about this for a second. Steve Wilkes was on the Brown staff with Baker Mayfield. If he was that guy, he would have put him in and stayed with him as the quarterback. There was something there that he already seen with the Browns. That like, hey, you know what? I'm down with Sam Darnold. I'm down with whoever, right? And been put Baker Mayfield down there and yeah, I want release. Okay. Okay. We'll make it happen for you. You know, so, but they showed the story that he, you know, he was all good. He might be right. He might've changed to a different person. I'm happy for what he did last night, but looking at things, I mean, sometimes you just got to read between the lines there. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. You know, um, that is a good point. And then, like, Zeke made a good point as well. You got this guy who believes in you and has um, liked you since before you were even drafted in 2018. So, you may, you know, you may accept the uh, possibility of sitting for another year um, and staying in a successful franchise right now. So, he, he, uh, need, he needs a red shirt year to win the national championship next year. That's basically <laughs> what this is. Yeah. Like, he yeah. has been through the ringer. He has had some really tough times. Give him a red shirt year. Let him heal up. Let him be mentored by one of the greatest minds in, in NFL history right now with Sean McVay and just absorb everything. And I think that we will definitely see a, a different Baker if he does that. If he goes for the money, you got to look at him and be like, dude, you're not serious about this. Like, that's how I would see. Like, dude, you're in a perfect situation. You had a comeback where everybody's cheering your name now instead of saying, oh, screw Baker. Bro, stay in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I've never found myself rooting for Baker Mayfield, but last night I was like, dude, like, 
drive them down the field, win, yeah. you know. And that's I'm definitely I mean, not a Raiders feel, fan, I mean, it but weird. it did feel weird. <laughs> like, I've never re- rooted for Baker Mayfield in my life, uh, but I, all, hey, he's doing good. He did good last night. All he's got to do now is quit headbutting people with no helmet because uh, he's gonna <laughs> he's just gonna injure himself, cause some damage there. Um, real quick, guys, it looks like we had some comments i don't know if they're still here watching but let's pull these up on the screen do you think aj brown will retire with the eagles um i think they're a good possibility i think they're a really yeah. good possibility but that's a long way down the road aj brown's really young yeah uh, and uh i think honestly this week when we seen the titans gm get fired i think a lot of it had to do with aj brown that's what, that's what i heard <laughs> Yeah, they're like, man, AJ Brown got this guy fired. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jacob says OBJ to Dallas. Um, probably more than likely. I mean, please no, please. No. I think it's, <laughs> it's this I is think a it's... Dallas fan talking here now. No, so. seriously. Like I, every time I like I've gone on like a couple podcasts and stuff. Every single podcast they bring this up. OBJ to, OBJ to Dallas. And for me, the way that I see it is this way. He has had his first three. I did a statistical analysis on this because I was like very curious on like how he actually produces. So his first three years have actually produced more like double the yardage and touchdowns than his last six years. Okay. So he is living off of his first three years more than anybody that I've ever seen. Like everybody's hoping that he's going to reach back to that with all the injuries that he's had. I'm going to say that his skill is still very high, but his explosiveness is not. Right now, and, and this, I'm, I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible. The guy's a diva, and it, I will take a diva if you produce. You know who was a diva that produced? Terrell Owens. I took that, I will take that man a hundred times out of a hundred. But right now, OBJ hasn't produced since year three. So for me, is yeah. I don't need him. Our offense isn't built for another wide receiver to come into the system. We are a running team right now that is very successful with Tony Pollard and Zeke. I do not want to take the ball away from them and give it to OBJ, who's going to be good for, I don't know, half the season when these guys have been carrying our team the entire way. If he comes to Dallas, Dallas is nowhere is not going to have the success that they've had because it's going to go back to that four-wide system that was not successful before Cooper Rush came in and we had to depend on the run. All of a sudden, we find a winning formula. So for me, I don't need OBJ in Dallas. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I can agree. understand it. I can yeah. understand that for sure. Uh, Od- Odell Beckham Jr., we'll, we'll jump into the rumor segment, Tanner. But Odell Beckham Jr. last night said he wanted to get with the team that was in the playoffs, uh, you know, and, you know, get with somebody. Because we, we heard this week that he's not ready because of his ACL. And it could be four to five weeks before he's ready. The actual play, and to, and you guys know to get up the game speed, it takes a little bit of time, right, to play. Yeah. So you're talking maybe about the NFC, NFC or AFC championship and the Super Bowl is all he's playing if he's lucky. I no just way. saw a report no while we're doing, uh, while we're sitting here on the podcast, I saw something saying that he's going to wait until the playoffs. He sees no point in playing in the regular season, so he's going to wait till the playoffs. It's just going to drag on. That's what it's going to do. It's yeah. like I'm not a fan of that, honestly. Like. I'm like Whatever. Zeke on that. Like you, like if you're able to play right now, like and just come into the playoffs and play. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I would feel if I was on a team, like yeah, I understand you're coming off an injury, but if you're able to play now, 
like in a regular season and you're just waiting to the playoffs. It just seems odd that, you know, I think that would rub a lot of people the wrong way. And then you look at that back backside of it, you know, then a lot of people's like, hey, you know, he could help me win a Super Bowl, right? But yeah, the thing about it is just like Baker Mayfield, right? Is you're going to put him into a locker room and is he going to mess with the locker room? That that's one of the big things they they say that you know he's definitely got better with that. But let me tell you really quick what I heard from a lot of 49ers people. You know that they went and asked about this, right? They might not have claimed them, but they went and asked Christian McCaffrey about Baker Mayfield. I want to go back there. Christian McCaffrey about Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield was that guy in the locker room, and that's the reason I'm really just talking about the locker room. They would have they would have tried to add him if possible, right? They would have reached out some way, being like, "Hey, go, you know, we'd love to have you or something," right? They would they would have done something. So you don't think the the 49ers put in a claim because Christian McCaffrey had influence on that? I I I think Christian McCaffrey was asked because he would have know more about that information than anybody. He was there with them, and and I know that Nick Bosa is not a fan of Baker Mayfield. Right, so uh, that, yeah, they, that's true. Yep. So, but I want to go back to OBJ for a second. Last night we heard a couple rumors that the Chiefs and the Ravens now could jump into the mix with that playoff scenario that he's talking about. Right? We got Zeke was talking about he don't want him to go to Dallas. We still got the Cowboys in there. We got the Giants. We got you know you're looking at the Bills. Uh, so I think there's like. You know, it's going to be an ongoing saga through the playoffs, to be honest. And, like, the, you know, uh, they're saying that maybe the Ravens might set him down for a visit. Maybe the Chiefs might get him down for a visit. Nothing's solid with that. But, I mean, it, it just seems like, you know, he, he if you get to the championship game in the Super Bowl, you might have him. Yeah, or, that's really what it is. Oh, go ahead, Zeke. So, here's the thing. is like. We're talking about a guy that's like, okay, he's really good in the locker room. Talk about OBJ. Like, I have heard that he's a very good guy in the locker room. Um, but, okay, so, like, here's the thing is that if you're a very good guy in the locker room, you should honestly be in the locker room right now even if you can't play. The way that you're acting with, like, punting the regular season, be like, oh, I'm coming into the playoffs. Bro, you got to have, like, Randy Moss production to be able to come off the top ropes and do that, okay? Stop cherry-picking your teams. You want to go to the Ravens? You know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be blocking the entire time. That's not what you want to do, man. You want to catch passes. You, you're, But I don't – like, if I was on the team, I would not think he's a good locker room dude by cherry-picking the team that he thinks is going to win a Super Bowl because he's not going to – he didn't add to what we're doing to get to the playoffs, and he probably won't be a major factor in the playoffs as well. And we have to get to the championship game or the Super Bowl to actually have him. That doesn't make any sense in kind of chemistry of football. So for me, it's like, man, honestly, you should sign right now or before this playoffs start because it's going to look really bad to the people in the locker room. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, Zeke, for sure. Like, he, he could be a benefit to young wide receivers, right? Like, go in there and be like, hey, you know, uh, let me let me help you out with the routes. Okay, I'll go back to Richard Sherman. I know he gets a lot of hate, Richard Sherman, a lot of times. But listen, he, he sat on the buck sideline. He could have went home. Right, he could have went home and done his thing while he was hurt with his family. He was coaching those butt players up in the secondary 
on the sideline. And last year, those Bucks secondary players were a lot better than they are right now. Right? So, uh, you know, that's something to think about. Leaders yeah. That's yeah, how and That's just like – I agree because, like, he just sits around and will pick the team that's going to be going to the Super Bowl. And I get it. Like, at this stage in your career, you kind of want to ring chase a little bit. But at the same time, he's – I've also heard reports saying he wants to sign and retire with this final team. And, like, dude, if you're going to do that, then 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 pick your team – uh, he's acting like it's college visits, like everyone wants him. I'm number one draft prospect. Everyone wants me. I get to pick where I want to go, when I want to go. And people are saying they want him on the Packers. I don't care. Uh, the dude's like, you're at your – you're coming off a second tour in ACL. You're you're literally at the end of your career. Um, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't think – I'd rather develop one of my rookie wide receivers and sign OBJ, injury-prone – yeah, that's just how I feel. Kristen wow. Watson's better than OBJ right now, and I'm not even like trying to be rude. Like that is the truth. Like and, he's playing lights out, and, and the way that you, you just mentioned it, like it, like he's acting like it's college. Everybody wants him, bro. Yeah. If we really looked at the list of teams, we'd be like, this isn't like worth all this hoopla and all this stuff. Like I, I think he's just a polarizing personality that just kind of fills in the blanks of like the NFL season. And the media just really latched onto it. But when you really look at it, he's not someone that deserves this kind of like spotlight. Three, when he was in year three, one and three, yeah, absolutely, he deserves the spotlight. But now it's just kind of like, dude, please just leave the NFL. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not, I, like, I miss him. I really do. I miss him doing very well. But the past like six years has just been like, dude, please like get out of here. Like, you won your yeah. Super Bowl with the Rams. Why do you need to like, chase rings like you're not you actually haven't gone through a process of an entire super bowl season you just want to go to the end like that doesn't work you know yeah he's taking the easy way to the super bowl and and in a way i feel like he might even think oh this torn acl is kind of a you know kind of like a, a an excuse for me to pick another super bowl team kind of and not that he would ever want an, a torn acl but that's what it is. He's he just gets to wait around until he can pick where he wants to play, and I just don't agree with that. And yeah, you're right. His first three years in the league were so electrifying, and he kind of he made his name off one catch. He really did. Uh, he, now, that's a fact. Like at this point, <laughs> we have to say that's a fact. Like yeah. and OBJ, like you know, like if we just look at his first three years, he's a Hall of Famer. His last six years, there's Nothing. no way he's going to the Hall of Fame. And even no. if the Super Bowl happens again for him, he's not going to get to the Super Bowl. So those three years are like Gale Sayer-like years. But all the drama and all that stuff, there's no way you can look at his entire career and be like, dude, this is a Hall of Fame career. It's, it's like, not a dude, Hall of Fame career at all. You, you tried to save yourself and kept failing and kept getting hurt. So it's just like, man, we're never going to be able to see an entire career of OBJ. It was those three years, and we all treasure those three years. Like, don't get me wrong. We all do. But he really did make his name off that one catch, and that's a fact. It's not an opinion. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's just the truth. And, yeah, if you look at his career numbers right now, he's not a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Super Bowl or not, to me, a Super Bowl is a, a team statistic. I think it's a more quarterback. You think what? It's more of like a quarterback, like um, addition to their Hall of Fame resume. Uh, yeah, you, know, you can look at like some wide receiver, like Larry Fitzgerald. He never won a, a um, 
He never won a Super Bowl. He made it to one, never won one. But you can look at his entire career and be like, in, 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 uh, it, like without having a solid quarterback besides Kurt Warner for a couple of years, he had like 20 different quarterbacks and still had more tackles yeah. than actually drop passes. That's a Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver without a Super Bowl. He doesn't need a Super Bowl. It exactly. Would be, yeah. That would get a moral victory for everybody if he got a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, it would. And yeah, OBJ, to me, adding a Super Bowl to his resume doesn't make him a Hall of Fame wide receiver at all. Nope. Uh, and. Now we just wait around, and it's going to drag out and drag out and drag out until he he signs somewhere, and that he said. And I saw a report this morning saying it's five more weeks until you know, wait till playoffs, really. So, yeah. well, we'll move on from OBJ. I'm sure a lot of people are tired of hearing about him, <laughs> which I've heard some things from my followers that like, can this guy sign already? I mean, you know, I understand. Yeah, you got to You got to post and tell us updates, but gosh. And, well, one of the things I want to talk about is some of the coach rumors, right, that I've been hearing. So some of the coach rumors that we heard is uh, Raven fans will love this, is they're, they're, they're really on their offensive coordinator a lot. You know, Greg Roman is a finalist for the Stanford job. And remember, Jim Harbaugh was at Stanford and mentored him. So that will, that will be something there. Jason Garrett. For the cow, the ex Cowboys head coach is also a finalist for the Stanford job. So yep. two of those guys there are possible. Jim Harbaugh yeah, has some that. influence though look, on the Stanford because he's been there. So Mark Roman, Jason Garrett definitely is in the mix for the Stanford. Job. And I'll tell you what, if the if the Ravens want to succeed offensively or even have a chance of keeping Lamar Jackson around, and uh, in, in my opinion, if Lamar Jackson hasn't signed an extension by now. He's not going to. But they need to get rid of Roman as offensive coordinator. They just don't capitalize. They have not been a pass-first team since, like, early Flacco days, maybe. And, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl, Jacoby Jones, and, like, they were pretty good production, you know, from the passing game. But now they're just not – like, they don't have a superstar wide receiver. And if they draft one, they don't end up living up to it because it's just not a – passing team not a passing scheme uh so roman honestly if he takes that job it's going to be a blessing for for the ravens in my opinion yeah a couple more and i'll let you guys chime in but we have uh i heard also that leslie frazier is at the top of the coach list for head coach now he's done some really good things in buffalo um one of the things i will say about that one is tony dungy has a lot of influence for the coach to talk to their ownership, right? So Leslie Frazier's off his coaching tree. So that might be something to watch. Two of the biggest names, and these will actually be bigger than anybody. Somebody could possibly, not thinking about firing a head coach, might fire a head coach because of these two guys. Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. Right, both of those guys have put their names in there. I knew Sean career. Payton's name was going to come out that, right there. Yeah. Jim yeah. Hart, Sean Payton is an excellent fit for the Chargers, we feel. Right? We've always got him down to the Chargers as an excellent fit. Uh, I know the Cowboys, too, and I'll let Zeke chime in on this just in a second. The Cowboys, definitely, Sean Payton will be like a godsend for them. Right? Because, in essence, he was there. He coached there. And, uh, you know, he, it's always been a love affair uh, with Sean Payton. And the other one, 
uh, Jim Harbaugh. Hearing Colts could be interested, but hearing more, the Cardinals are interested. So Jim huh. Harbaugh will be interested there with the Cardinals if they had an opening. Think about this. You get to play the 49ers twice that let you go, right? And you you got a quarterback that you could try to develop there. You got all, you got some good wide receivers that's already in place. You got some good players for the Cardinals. So Jim Harbaugh would be interested. And we heard also that he would want to take Pat Hamilton. Why does he want to take Pat Hamilton? Quarterback guy, right? So he can work with Kyler Murray. So that's some of the some of the big rumors that we have floating around on the coach. Well, isn't Pep Hamilton right now in Houston? Yep, as the offensive coordinator, right? So, but I would guarantee that they're going to be a turnover for Houston. Last night, oh yeah, one more I forgot to add, guys, is Casario, they said, was on the hot seat for the Texans. That's from Jason Lockenfora. And also the, the other person that is definitely on the hot seat when, when you're looking at GMs is, I would say, Chris Ballard is definitely somebody as well that's on the hot seat. Of the Colts? It, yeah, because think about it. I mean, you know, they're, I mean, they could get a huge overhaul. And we've also heard that the Broncos could overhaul. I mean, after one year of Patton, one year of uh, Nathaniel there, uh, you know, I think, Nathaniel Hackett, I think they, I mean, they could do a whole overhaul in their front office. So I'll let you guys chime in on these. Well, go ahead, Zeke. Let me know your thoughts. Um. Okay. So in terms of like the Cowboys, um, I think that if Sean Payton is available and he's interested, I think that Jerry will absolutely jump at the chance to have a better coach. Um, right now, I do think that the coach is the missing link for a Super Bowl run for the Cowboys. Um, their defense is very strong. I love Dan Quinn. I hope he stays there. I wouldn't want Dan Quinn as my um, as my head coach, though. I want him only focusing on defense. Um, but yeah, the, uh, Chris Ballard, I think that he's absolutely up for like uh, getting fired. Um, it's been really disappointing in the Colts organization for the past couple of years. Um, you know, they gave up on Wentz after one year. They gave up on Reich after like two or three years. Um, it's been a lot of turnover. They had one good year from Jonathan Taylor, and now he's come back to earth. And everybody's like, oh, give him up, all that stuff, or cut him, whatever. It, it's crazy what's going on in uh, in Annapolis. Um, and, and everybody – like. You know what was really sad is seeing Indianapolis Colts like swear up and down that Matt Ryan was the second coming of whatever they were looking for. And we're looking at him and he has the Peyton Manning arm at the end of his career winning the Super Bowl with the Broncos. There's just no strength there. It's not the same quarterback. You got sold a bag of balls basically. And I, I think he already had been benched or something like that, but he got put back in or something. But it is a Correct. tire fire in uh, Indianapolis. So I think Chris Boward is out after the season. Yeah, I mean, on paper, and he's had great drafts is the thing, but on paper, the Colts are so much better than they perform. Like They're just a dumpster fire right now. Um, yeah, like Wentz, I knew he wasn't going to be the answer there, though, to be honest, uh, but I don't think it was entirely his fault either. Uh, same with Phillip Rivers. Uh, he did what you needed to get done, and I think they just kept letting these like fourth-quarter game uh, leads, you know, just like – he, Philip Rivers kind of experienced there what he did with his career in uh, San Diego slash 
Los Angeles with the Chargers. Uh, you just fourth quarter comebacks and failures and just it, it, at this point, you've had Jacoby Brissett, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, uh, Philip Rivers, all experiencing the same issues. Like at this point, it's not the quarterback entirely. I think Rivers I think I would take Rivers over what they have currently right now with Matt Ryan. Like Rivers actually gave them like shots. Yeah, he was at he the did. end of his career, but he was definitely um giving them chances for a lot of the games. But right now, man, it is so bad and it's just like they're floundering. Like they really have no idea what to do. Um Jeff Saturday, I think he's kind of like a scapegoat in this sense. He might just come back as like, you know, team chaplain or something like that, but um, he did really well his first game against the Raiders, but now it's back to earth and everybody's having issues. Yeah, uh, agreed. I would take – I mean, I, I was always a Phillip Rivers fan, always. I just think he had not the best teams around him, coaching around him. I've always – I mean, he can be turnover worthy, but, I mean, I've always been a fan of Phillip Rivers, um, but, like – it's just not all in the quarterback right now in Indianapolis. It's it's way more than that. They've got the talent, though, um, but that offensive line took a dive back to earth as well after a great, what, 2018, 2019, something like that. They looked they, – it was like the year after Andrew Luck retired, they became the number one offensive line. I'm like, why didn't you give Andrew Luck that for his entire career? Uh, it's kind of frustrating to see, to be honest. Um, but – yeah, uh, that, that could be a, an open position very, very soon. Um, Sean Payton to the Chargers, I think, is the most likely. Um, on paper, heck heck of a team. I think he's going to draw a lot of interest when it comes to other coaches and players. And I think Sean Payton's a, an offensive guru. I like him. Uh, you got a young quarterback, better arm than Drew Brees. You can do more. And so I'm excited to kind of see the future of the Chargers there. I think Staley's going to be gone. Wouldn't it be crazy? I mean, I know this is definitely not a rumor per se I've heard. Wouldn't that be crazy if Jim Harbaugh went back to the Colts in some way he could convince Andrew Luck to come back? Because he's the one that coached him. Not I would happening. Love it. Broke I would soul. love to see it, though. No. That, I mean, I'd love to see it, but Andrew Luck knows, knows he's done. Yeah, Andrew Luck, last time I seen him, you know, I wanted to just throw that on the fence, but last time I seen him, man, he, he definitely didn't look in football shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have a, I have a question. Why is Jim – why is uh, – wait, is it Jim Harbaugh that uh, is at Michigan right now? Why does Jim Harbaugh keep coming try, keep trying to come back to the NFL? Like, honestly, man, you're coaching at your alma mater. You are in contention for the championship. You have beaten Ohio State the past two years. Like, seriously, if you just stay there – you're going to be like a mythical person to Michigan. like. It, so it, I think that's what it is. So like, I don't think he's wanting to come back to the NFL. His name just keeps popping up as teams are interested in him because I think he signed another extension like last year or the year before. Yeah. yeah. He, he don't close the door though, like Zeke's saying. He don't close. You could close the door real easy. He could close the door and end all the talk. He could just say, listen, guys, I have no desire to play in the NFL. Or coaching the NFL no more. Okay, that's I see what you're saying. It's all it's all it will take. Saban pretty much says that, right? Like they ask him, and he's like, "I had no desire to go back to the NFL." Like that's, yeah, that's all a good he has point. to say. Because he knows his he knows his success at the college level. Like, why ruin that and risk it? 
And yep. yeah, but Michigan never goes all the way, man. Like they're not to me. They're not going to win a championship. They don't get close. I, well, look, I, I'm an Ohio State fan, but I'm looking at Michigan and they beat Ohio State. I mean, if they beat T, I think they're playing. Is it TCU that they're playing? Or no, that, that's Ohio State's playing TCU. Um, but they're, they're playing the number one seed. If they ended up winning, man, it's it could literally like launch him into like the stars of like Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if he yeah. wins this, if he wins this championship, it would launch him. And I think he just likes the attention. That's the god honest truth I think about him. He loves hearing his name and NFL talks. Like wait, before he signed that extension, he was literally going to the Minnesota Vikings. Like I thought that that was a done deal, and now he goes back to Michigan. Like for me, as like uh, you know, I coach lacrosse. But, like, for me as a coach, like, I would never want to do that to my kids that I'm, like, coaching and telling them I'm going to take care of their lives and just go back and forth with the NFL and college and lead their lives in limbo. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. he doesn't come back to Michigan this year or, like, last year, do they, are they in the playoffs? I don't think so. Yeah. That's, That's what a good saying. point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, so the, he threw his name out there for Arizona, of course. And, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, it could be all talk. Or, you know, he, you know, like Zeke said, he might just want some more attention on his name there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, honestly, I think the team that if he came back, you know, the the place he would want to coach is the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to tell you why. Is that's where he's from. Right. Is And mm-hmm. he could face his brother. Right. And they've got a big competition together. So I think, and his dad is right there in that area. He's coached Ohio his whole life. So I, I think, you know, honestly, like that would be a dream scenario. But then he looks at the Browns and he's like, you know, yeah, he, like, I, you know. Jim Harbaugh is, isn't coming into back to the NFL. He'll stay at Michigan. He just likes the attention. I think, mm-hmm. um, I, I just don't think he's. I don't think he'll come back. Hey, hey guys, in our last segment, we're going to jump into fantasy football. Uh, I'm interested to hear uh, what Zeke has to say on some of these. Uh, One of my biggest matchups for you this week is I like the Dolphins running backs on Sunday night football versus the Chargers. The Chargers have uh, a bad run defense, and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson is not playing against San Francisco. So, you know, they – Honestly, you know, that 49ers probably knew them really well, their tendencies, so that's probably why they didn't have a very good game. And the Niners have a really good defense. Uh, so, But now they're going to go uh, versus the Chargers, who's have a rough run game. And uh, I think it's a really good uh, a really good play if you have either one of those running backs. Tanner, who do you have this week? Well, uh, I will say for a fact that I am out of playoff contention for uh, my fantasy league. So this week I didn't even, I got frustrated and haven't really paid attention. Uh, But I do know that team matchups and um, I mean, you could look at Vikings, Detroit Lions. I mean, even though their defense has stepped up, you got, you know, must starts like, you got to start um, uh, Jefferson. Sorry, I couldn't blinked on his name. Um, maybe a guy like TJ Hawkinson. Obviously, he's in a pass-first offense as well if you need a tight end. Um, not saying he's available, but if you need the production, he might be getting some more targets. He, he 
he's kind of up and down right now with the Vikings, you know. Uh, I want to say 11 points, 8 points, then 15, and then 7. But he's getting over at least six targets every game so far with the Vikings. So he's getting more targets than he was with the uh, the Lions, and you could think of a revenge game maybe against his former team. That could be uh, really cool to watch. Yep. And he's like, I got a few that I'm going to ask you that I got posted and just get your thoughts on it, and me and Tanner will chime in as well. Um, so I have, I have a follower, Anthony, who says, should I go with CMC or Mixon? I'm going to go, um, man, I'm going to go CMC because Samaje Pirine has been stepping up in Cincinnati, kind of taking away carries from Joe Mixon. That's a good point. I, I don't like Joe Mixon right now. I don't know what's up with his production fantasy-wise. I like him as a football player. That's like what I like about him. But fantasy-wise, I just don't see it, with, and especially with Pirine stepping up. I'm going to go CMC. Yeah, he's coming off a concussion. P. Ryan has been playing lights out, to be honest, in his absence. Uh, CMC has been putting up decent numbers with the 49ers. With the, uh, with the 49ers, yeah. So that's a good, that's a good, uh, yep. good point. I, I think we all agree on that one. Here's another one we have from Anthony. He gave us another one. Thank you, Anthony, for the questions. Uh, Eagles defense or Seahawks defense this week? Who are they playing? The Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken, are playing the Panthers. Okay. So I, I'm going to say I don't even know who the Eagles are playing, and I'm going to take that. I'm going to go, e- go Eagles defense too. They're pretty okay. <laughs> They're good. Eagles e- Eagles honestly have performed so much better than I thought they would this year. Um, so I'm going to go like with the, the Seahawks defense on this one. Only reason I am, I'm a big fan of the young rookie corner. For, C- for the Seahawks. and Rolling. Yeah, and the thing about it is, and he's going to have Sam Darnold probably throwing balls, right? And I will I think he might have a pick or two. My, my thing is with the Seahawks, you look at their last three games, they allowed 21 points against Tampa Bay, who's been struggling offensively. Uh, they allowed 40 points to the Raiders, who just got beat. And only scored 16 versus the Rams, whose defense is not that great. And then they, or I mean offense is not that great. And then they allowed 23 points to the Rams. Or did I already say that? Whatever. My point, I don't know. I'm not high on the the Seahawks defense this week. Okay. Uh, One of the things, a couple more here, guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ivan asked, would you go with Tampa Bay's Rasheed White or Alvin Kamara the Saints? First option, uh, Rasheed White, the oh. the young running back for the Bucks. Rasheed White, Alvin Kamara has not done well the past couple of weeks. He's been a really big disappointment. He has, but I think he has way more ceiling than I don't choose. I don't play anyone fantasy wise when it comes to a Tom Brady offense. So <laughs> I just don't like. I can never trust. They spread the ball around. They don't have a workhorse running back. I mean, Fournette's good, but like they don't get like. You know, Derrick Henry carries. You know, they don't get 15, 20, 20 plus carries a game. I just, I never trust the Bucks or a Tom Brady fantasy wise. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go Kamara one more week, but I'm like Zeke. If he doesn't produce, then if you've got Rasheed White, I'm, I'm going to say road with him. The only reason I'm not going with White this week, he's playing the Niners defense. Mm, gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, last one we got here, guys. 
is which Seattle running back will take over for the young rookie, right? So that was from Swift. Uh, I've heard that DJ Dallas will get the carries. That's what I've heard. Uh, I think I've, he's the less injured of the group right now. <laughs> yeah. Kenneth Walker, uh, it, we, we reported this earlier this week that, you know, if he's expected to miss the game. Uh, he, he's trending to miss that game, so it doesn't look like he's going to play. So uh, probably I would hit the waiver wire if maybe maybe even not go with the Seattle running back. Possibly look at the waiver wire and see who you got available. Uh, yeah. They might be somebody out there that you have. DJ Dallas, you know, could be a good option if you don't, don't have anybody uh, that you feel that might be better there. But I think, uh, you know, I would definitely look at my options there. And if that's the option, I would probably go with DJ Dallas. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it kind of sucks. It's an unfortunate situation for the Seattle backfield right now. But, um, yeah, it doesn't look like Kenneth Walker is going to be playing. So just prepare for that and don't expect to start uh, Walker this week at all in, in fantasy football. Yeah. Um, we're going to start wrapping things up here. We're right around 57 minutes. We're going to give Zeke another chance to talk about what he does and where you can find him um, actively on all the social media. So um, NFL rumors, before I hand it over to Zeke, do you have anything to wrap up with? Nope. That's it. Really only thing I say, guys, make sure you follow, give you uh, follow us uh, there. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Definitely the, the show's been growing uh, each week. It's uh, been going bigger and bigger each week. So we're very thankful to all of our followers that you, we couldn't do it. Uh, you know, we really thank everybody for the questions and everything that you're doing to make the count successful with us. We just appreciate everybody, and uh, we're glad to have uh, Zeke on today. We're going to let you – I'm going to kick it to him, and he'll tell you where he – there's some great stuff about him, what he does, what he might do in the future. I want, I'd like to hear that and, you know, you know, possibly how he could help you. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to appreciate uh, NFL Rumors and Tanner for having me on today. Had a lot of fun. There was great conversation. I wouldn't mind coming back on here again with you all. Um, so, you know, you guys can find me. I'm at Spoon of Zeke, like everywhere. Just type in Spoon of Zeke. You'll find me. I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Um, on my YouTube, I do like interviews with athletes. Um, I've been working with uh, WagerWire. Uh, you can see right here, that's the logo. Um, very important to me. They're going to change the sports betting world. But right now I've been in charge of some Twitter spaces where we talk football, talk college football, even have a mental health space. So it's really just like community building and stuff. And um, if you guys do want me to help you just follow back, that's all I ask. It just makes everything a lot easier when I shout you out. But, um, you know, I just try and give jolts of energy um, of algorithm to people's Twitter accounts and just kind of wake them up. Um, you will see after I give a shout out, your account will start going for days. So um, be prepared for your phone to melt. Um, again, I just want to thank Tanner and NFL Rumors for having me on. I had a lot of fun. This was a really great conversation I had. So thank you all for ha uh, giving me a good morning. Yeah, definitely, Zeke. We'll, we'll definitely have you on again, man. Uh, we've, we've enjoyed the conversation. I thought it was very insightful, a lot of the things you had. And I think, you know, I just want to jump onto that for a second. I know that a lot of people, as you look at some of these big accounts, it's not they they look at it and they don't follow many people as you know their coach. You know, you know they feel it's not kosher. Let me tell you, like I've had people that reach out to me and be like, "Hey, would you follow me?" You know, 
It would just make my day if you would follow me. And I was like, sure, it's no problem. And I would just jump out and follow them. And you know what? Like, I would get messages back and they're like, hey, thank you so much for following me. Like, I bet, you know, you know, you're the first person that's interacted me with uh, the following that you have. And I was like, hey, it's my pleasure. You know, it's no no biggie, you know. I can vouch for that, you know, um, as someone who was small on Instagram for a long time and 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 Twitter, I never really like. I never asked for follow backs, but I would definitely reach out to people um, with bigger accounts and just be like, hey, my name is Tanner, just introducing myself. And NFL Rumors was definitely, I remember leaving a comment like, hey, hit me up. I got some questions or something. And he's like, okay, sent me a DM. What's up, Tanner? And I was like, all right, what's your deal? Hi, what's, how are you getting your engagement? Blah, blah, blah. And we just became friends after that. So I can definitely vouch for that and the way that he treats his followers. So I'm grateful for uh, NFL rumors and Zeke also grateful for you coming on and uh, showing us and telling us all how you, you've been growing and how you help the community. Tanner, just keep interacting, man. It's called social media for a reason. I literally built it, built myself from nothing on social media. And that is what, like for me, when anyone tells me, how do you grow so fast? I went from zero to 10 K in six months and then 10 K to 50 K in the next six months after that. Wow. So, there was a huge explosion of growth and all I did was just keep interacting with people, keep showing that, hey, even though I'm 55K, I still see you 100 follower account. I'm going to reach down and grab you up and put you on my platform and help you connect with sports fans that are all respectful. They all like having conversations. We, and I always say, you can hate the uh, team that someone likes, but you can love the person. I'm a Cowboys fan and I have a lot of followers. A lot of yeah. people say like, you know, you're a different Cowboys fan. Yeah, that's why I'm I do what I do and I'm very successful at what I do because I just keep interacting. Like, you know, for me, I could never get someone to follow me back without following them. Or sorry, following me without following them back. I just couldn't see myself that way. I wasn't a celebrity. I'm a normal dude that just wanted to talk football. So Tanner, just keep hmm. interacting, man. Keep giving Noted. those likes, keep giving those comments. It all builds up over time. The bar for everyone else is so small. I call it hopscotch, man. You just do a little bit of interaction and yeah. use your big accountability to like make those impacts like NFL rumor does. Seriously, man, I get messages all the time. Dude, thank you so much for shouting me out. You're the first person that shouted me out. No one shouted me out. I haven't got like yesterday. Someone did one of my shout outs. They commented and said, this is still my all time mention. And it was from back in August. And that <laughs> like shocked me. So like, that is like what I do. I just bring a lot of engagement. I make social media fun and that's, what it's all about. I mean, that's how I met NFL rumors. We we're just talking football, yo. Yeah. And one of the things too is I'm a big thing just like Zeke and paying it forward. That's just the kind of guy I am. And I believe in paying it forward and helping the little person because I started out at, at small beginnings and 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 jumped in there too. And uh, you know, uh one of the biggest things I'll tell you about is uh they were like, Hey, ESPN radio contacted me. It's like, hey, will you come on and tell me how you predict all these uh, free agents. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come on there. And what I did, Zeke, when I got on there is I was like, you know, I told them, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, uh, they was like, yeah, they asked me a question like, why do you got, why are you following so many people then? You know, that's just a question they asked. I was like, well, I mean, I just think it's mutual respect. Do you know what I mean? Like if somebody asks me, I'm going to do my best to to do it. You know, I'm going to do my best to follow them. And, uh, you know, I, sometimes I might miss somebody for sure. 
uh, but you know, uh, if I'll, my best, I'm going, I'm going to try to try to help them if I possibly can, you know, and, uh, I just think that that's the way. And I, I love something that Zeke said, I know we're a little bit over, but I, I just love something he said last this week, um, be yourself. You know what I mean? Don't try to go out there and be somebody else, right? There are a million accounts that post the same thing, right? I mean, they are. Like, I could, I'm not going to call nobody out for sure. You know, I don't want no hate mail, right? Is, you know, but I see a lot of the, the, some of the bigger accounts still post the same exact thing, like same exact thing. You can just read it to a thing, but be yourself. Keep, put your own spin on things. Put your own opinion and be yourself. I think that said a lot. I really love what Zeke said there, to be honest. Yeah, I, I can yeah. tell you the quote. The quote said, um, um, that, you know, be yourself um, or the world is looking for you, not a copy of someone else. Um, because I, you know, when I first started, I begged for a mentor. I wanted someone to mentor me in anything and I couldn't find anybody. Nobody was willing to do it. So I went out and found a lot of knowledge on Twitter like I do things a lot differently. Like I have an algorithm of Twitter in my brain that I teach people. And that's how I got so good and was able to teach everyone else. But, you know, be yourself because when I started like just being like, okay, I'm going to follow back. You know why I follow back is because I want so much content on my timeline. I still say to myself, man, I need to follow more people. Like I need more content on my timeline. Everybody's like, oh, I don't follow back because I want to maximize your timeline. What, you're minimizing it because I have so many opinions from so many different fan bases. I can go to a tight, like when AJ Brown was signed by the Eagles, I went straight to a tight stands. It's like, yo, what the heck happened? He was like, oh, it's a contract, this and that. And I was like, well, thank you for your insight on what that was because I didn't have that. And that's why I do it. So, you know, I really appreciate you guys. This has been an amazing experience. So um, I'll definitely see you on the timeline. And whenever you guys want me back on, I'll come back on. Okay. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's great to hear different perspectives and, and how and these different ways to grow your social media. And I think a lot of the NFL Rumors uh, followers are definitely going to appreciate that. Um, yeah, thank you, Zeke. Thank you, NFL Rumors. This has been episode seven of the NFL Rumors podcast. Hopefully you guys found out your uh, your fantasy advice, the latest on OBJ and our instant reactions to uh, Thursday Night Football. Guys, Stay sweet. We appreciate everyone. And I'm going to play this, um, this outro. See you guys. Thanks, guys. See you.